Welcome to Under the Lens. Come and enjoy an extraordinary, raw, and unfiltered podcast that delivers debate, discussions, and interviews about film, pop culture, and everything in between. Here is your host, film critic and journalist, Byron Lafayette. Hello all, welcome to the program. So happy you've all joined us today. I am of course your host, Byron Lafayette. Now I need to preface this episode by apologizing if my voice does slip a few times. I had some dental work this week, so my mouth is still a tad sore. But enough of that. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, namely the future of Warner Brothers DCEU. And for those who don't know, DCEU stands for DC Extended Universe and covers the films that Warner Brothers has released in the Cinematic Universe version of DC Comics since 2013. Now, I have with me today a very special guest, a freelance writer and my friend, uh, Jonathan Rosler. And uh, thanks for coming on the program today, Jonathan. Uh, my pleasure, uh, Byron. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's going to be a, an exciting uh, talk here because, uh, you know, it's definitely a controversial one with the uh, tones and, you know, grim versus colorful and Zack Snyder versus James Gunn and all this different stuff. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting topic to kind of see, you know, where... Uh, Warner Brothers DC has been and where it's going to go from here. And, you know, is there going to be multiple visions or is it going to be one cohesive one? Oh, yeah. Um, like, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Um, I really appreciate Zack Snyder's um, uh, work with the DC movies. Um, I think Watchmen's underrated. Uh, really appreciate Man of Steel now than I did back when it first came out. Uh, I really liked Batman v Superman, but I, I vastly prefer, uh, the ultimate edition. Um, and of course I vastly prefer, uh, Zack Snyder's, uh, director's cut, um, better than what we got in theaters. So I don't think that's, uh, an unpopular opinion. (laughs) No, I definitely agree with you there. I think, uh, I, for me, especially like when I saw Batman versus Superman in theaters, like I remember liking it and I was like, oh, this is a good movie. But then, like, when I saw the Ultimate Edition, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, way better. You know, it's just, like, a lot of the first, especially the first act just made so much more sense uh, when you saw that extra footage. Yeah, I remember, I yeah, I saw it, like, six times in theaters. And uh, I, um, yeah, I remember really liking it. I was not understanding the hate at all. I just felt like people just wanted to compare everything to Marvel. And I just think that was, like, an unfair thing for people to do. And, and I, as somebody who likes Marvel... I, I really do think people need to like, you know, turn off their comparisons to other superhero movies in general when going into something like like I wouldn't go into The Dark Knight comparing it to you know Batman Begins or another Superman movie or uh, Iron Man or, or anything like that. I just treat it like its own thing, and you know it uh, it worked for me. No, exactly, yeah, because you know films are going to be different, obviously, and it's kind of like you know having different tones. I always think is good. It was actually one of the reasons why I've been a huge proponent of saying that I think that Sony's uh, Spider-Verse, you know, needs to be separate than Marvel in the sense of not necessarily never crossing over, but not, you know, being in separate studios because I like having that extra tone, you know, and that different tone, you know, it's like, you know, the let there be carnage coming out. That type of movie would have never happened under the MCU, you know, and just because that's not their style. And so I kind of like that it exists in this other studio so that we. Can uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Let There Be Connerage. And if, if, if it ever did happen, it would be it would have been a, a vastly 
different movie for sure to be had. Um, mm-hmm. No, definitely. You know, so with like the DC extended universe, you know, we've obviously it's been going since 2013. It started with a uh, man of steel and uh, you know, for uh, those who are listening, I'll just, you know, briefly go over the list of the films here. We have a uh, 2013's man of steel, a uh, 2016's Batman v Superman, Dawn of justice. Uh, we then had 2016's suicide squad, uh, 2017's wonder woman, uh, 2017's justice league or justice league as it's called now. Uh, 2018's Aquaman, uh, 2019's Shazam, uh, 2020's Bird of Prey, and we had then in 2020 also, we had Wonder Woman 1984, uh, 2021 Zack Snyder's Justice League, and most recently uh, this year, we had The Suicide Squad from James Gunn. And so these, you know, basically these 11 films encompass the entirety of the DC Extended Universe uh, as we have seen it now. And Walter Hamada and everything has basically said that they are doubling down on DC. They're not going to stop making films and they're going to actually be pushing ahead, you know, with TV shows on HBO Max and kind of putting everything cohesively into one universe. Uh, and Hamada even said basically that uh, Reeves, the Batman, is going to be the only film that is basically outside of the uh, the universe that he's creating. And he wants every other film coming out to uh, be in the same cinematic universe. Uh and coexist yeah uh it, it seems like um he is doubling down the multiverse approach which is i'm i'm fine with you know i'm fine with uh you know if we because you know because we if we do like want to see Zack snyder and come back and finish his movies you know it's it's a possible it's still a possibility if you're going the multiverse route you know just say it's in a different universe than what walter hamada has in mind and i think that's where a lot of the frustration and anger on social media comes from is that you know, if you're going through this multiverse route, why not, you know, uh, include the Snyderverse, you know, um, as it's like own separate thing. You know, you can have your cake and eat it, too. It doesn't have to be an either or type of thing, you know, especially with multiverse. No, I, I 100 percent agree with you, because, you know, I looking over the plans that Zack Snyder had released, you know, for his Justice League uh, two and three. And I know he said he revised some of the stuff and that it might only be Justice League two. Um, and not the full trilogy, but we don't know 100%. But I, I totally understand how, if those films were made, that they would kind of mess up a little bit of the plan, you know, that in the sense of like Batman dying and, you know, jumping ahead to the future and, you know, and, and kind of world peace and stuff like that. Like, I kind of understand how that kind of stuff may not be the way Warner Brothers wants to go with it. Mm-hmm. But I think with HBO Max, as you said, with the multiverse, I think we could easily do like an eight episode, you know, dark side war, you know, that kind of finishes up that storyline, you know, or even an animated movie or something like that. Like the universe, one universe doesn't have to die just so another can succeed, you know, yeah, and, have everything. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that restore the Snyderverse was out trending DC fandom, I think that kind of speaks volumes mm-hmm. because, you know, that shows that there are supporters of this happening. And I, I mean, I guess really we're never going to know until next year, you know, once, once discovery takes over Warner media and uh, like, and, and like a new regimen takes over, you know, I'm hopeful. Uh, discovery seems to be a very diverse uh, brand. Uh, you know, they have ETV and they have uh, like the home net- network and shark week. They have all, and, you know, so they're very, uh, careful with their demographics of like, people of color and all that stuff. So I think, I, I think discovery could listen to, because, you know, they do want, they do look at the Snyderverse numbers better than 
uh, you know, the people at the, the studio do, and they uh, are taking that into consideration. And at, at the very least, that kind of shows me I trust Discovery even be right before the merger because at the very least they're considering it. Because I, I, if AT and T never sold sold off to merge with Discovery, I don't think we would, there would be any type of conversation. Which is sad because you know a lot of the Snyder cut Blu-rays and 4K sales are doing pretty well. So exactly, like you know, I mean, everything that I've seen with the merch relating, you know, to Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, whether it's the action figures, like you said, the 4K Blu-ray sales, like everything is outstanding. And you know, I think that especially with showing, you know, how you know right after the um, Justice League was released, you know, that it beat in-game's numbers and social media mentions. And like you said, outdid like fandom that I think that it would be wise. I mean, for Discovery to look and say, OK, you know, we have a large fan base here that wants a certain type of product. And, you know, and I could understand if they kind of had to make the tough call of one or the other if we weren't in the age of streaming, you know, that it's like, OK, you know, we have to go with, you know, this or that. But now that we have HBO Max, there's absolutely no reason why we can't have diversity. You know, it's like, you know, one thing I've said, the perfect example is the Deathstroke movie. There's absolutely nothing, you know, that could stop them from saying, hey, you know what, let's give, you know, somebody 30 million bucks here and just do like a raid style film for Deathstroke and throw it on HBO Max. You know, Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, you know, these are actors for hire and, um, you know, and look, and there's also I mean, they're getting I mean, they seem to be committed to this universe being together, you know, even though. Um, there hasn't, you know, I mean, when you look at like numbers for Marvel and numbers for DC, and this is not me, you know, having any bias here, but, you know, if you look at the COVID numbers for Black Widow, even though it was not a financially successful movie, you know, the, the, the streaming numbers, you know, people were willing to spend 30 bucks, 2 million people were willing to spend 30 bucks in the film, people were willing to go to the theaters, but would have an opening weekend of 80 million, but, but then, then it dropped off. But compare that to Suicide Squad, more people, like, I think, well, I don't know about more people, but a significant amount of people, at least the plurality of people stayed home and watched Suicide Squad more than they watched Black Widow. Uh, but more people went out and go to see the, in the theaters for Black Widow than the Suicide Squad. And and now, uh, you know, and because Shang-Chi doesn't have a day and date release on Disney Plus, people are kind of now forced to, and it's, it's doing, it's, supposed to be doing pretty well over the next during its labor day weekend uh like i think it'll be like uh i think they're, they're saying like it could go up to like 70 million in its four first four days which mm-hmm. would be pretty impressive and but you know but i mean next year we could see that change because next year uh dc is not going to be doing a day and date release with their movies they're going to be all exclusively but they're also doing hbo max exclusive films too and i think that's what the snyder cut was was meant to be to see if original content can be successful in streaming numbers and in a way it was and if they can continue being successful um and if they can like do some more of the Snyderverse down the road and like we'll just have to see with discovery because i don't think we're going to be getting any kind of news this year or even next year but you know in 2023 if there is interest from you know affleck and cavill and godot and miller that people thought affleck was going to be done after justice league uh 2017 but he came back for the flash and Henry Cavill has never stated he'll never play the role again. He's never like, you know, I mean, even Christopher Reeve, like after Superman four was all like, yeah, I'm done with the role. Mm-hmm. Although he, he did say he was done with the role after three as well, but he came back for four. 
So you can never you can never really say these actors are uh, you can say they're down, but they're not out, you know. And um, I think don't underestimate the power of a, a powerful paycheck. <laughs> no, that is a hundred percent accurate. And you know, and I think you know, in all honesty, I think you know probably you know Affleck's you know his appearance in the upcoming Flash movie, I think is going to probably be a very powerful motivator for Discovery of if they go with you know his film or a miniseries on HBO Max, you know, because. You know, because right now, you know, honestly, you know, they're looking at it practically of saying like, OK, well, he hasn't had a solo movie yet. You know, so we don't know, you know, obviously, you know, they're looking at it like, OK, is he popular enough to have his own you know, franchise? And I think that honestly, that film is probably going to be a big, a big part of whether it happens or not. If it is well received, if people really enjoy it, then they might say, hey, you know what? Why don't we do a prequel, you know, a three episode miniseries or something like that? Um, and, you know, and I think that uh, that when it comes to what you were saying of, you know, when we'll hear any news, I agree with you. I don't think we're going to hear anything at DC fandom or even afterwards. Uh, you know, I, I've always said, you know, one, we have to wait till the merger is, is completely through. Uh, and also too, um, I think one of the major, because, you know, uh, justice league was a streaming only release. And it was also released when HBO max was a smaller, uh, you know, like a smaller service that they mm -hmm. kind of have to gauge a little bit of how popular is this. And I think that the 4K and Blu-ray sales coming up on the um, the 7th and beyond and into the holiday season are going to be a huge motivator for if they continue it or not. You know, if we see massive sales with that, you know, similar to what we saw with um, the Ultimate Edition of, uh, of uh, BBS, then, you know, I think possibly, you know, the new, the new head of, uh, of Warner Media and Discovery may say, okay, you know what, this might be be worth looking at a little bit here of, of bringing some of these actors back and, and, and expanding a little bit on streaming. Yeah, and I will say this to anybody who is, like, giving up on, like, you know, because I've noticed online there's two kinds of people. There's DC fans that gave up on DC films because, of, because they don't like Snyder, and there's also people online who gave up on DC films because they like Snyder too much and um, they want to see and they want to see him do some more or they're done, you know? So mm -hmm. I'll, I want to say that, I want to say something on both sides of this, you know, look, you know, just because the MC right now is like the Beatles of, you know, the comic book genre, DC's motherfucking Elvis. Is, sorry. Is it okay if I curse? I'm, oh yeah, I'm that's fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, like DC, yeah. Without before John Lennon said before Elvis, there was nothing, you know, DC like is the reason we have Marvel and, you know, he, and Elvis is the reason we had the Beatles and, and even though I I vastly prefer the Beatles over Elvis, I'll say this as a Beatles fan. Yeah, I mean Elvis, he paved the way for for other musicians and uh, rock and roll today. And we have to give him uh, credit. We got to give DC credit. We got to you know we got to show our support. You know, even though we have some tone deaf people over at Warner Brothers, let's 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 just be optimistic with Discovery. The, they, they, they have more subscribers with their uh, streaming service than HBO Max does. Mm -hmm. So they're clearly doing something right. Mm -hmm. So they clearly have smart people over there. Let's just see. I, I, I want if to anyone who's listening who's like, nah, I'm done with DC. Snyder ruined it for me. Or nah, I'm done with DC. WB ruined me before they did the Snyder. If they're both people on both sides, uh, just I would just say just give Discovery a chance. And, you know, we can have both. We can have DC and Marvel. I am so tired of the whole which one's the better argument you know we're it's just right now like you know there's some uh, because of the pandemic people seem to be kind of tired of superhero movies and tired of going to the theater but 
there are still people out there that still want to see both. And um, there, uh, there is a precedence for that. And I really hope more people tune into HBO max. Cause that will, cause people, people boycott the movies, people boycott HBO max. It's not going to help Snyder. It's not going to help Ray Fisher. It's not going to help all the people that WB screwed over. We, you know, there, there's creatives out there trying to make the best products possible. I say we support them. If you don't want to support them, you're, that's perfectly within your right. But I'm telling you, if, if you support, go out and support the movies on both the, the theaters and in HBO Max, we have a better chance of getting of restoring the Snyderverse than we would if we boycott. I 100% agree with you. You know, I, I get really tired of hearing the boycott arguments and everything because, like, you know, I'm a huge Zack Snyder fan and I loved what he did with DCEU. You know, that being said, I knew that the DCEU was going to continue long after he moved on to something else. And, you know, and so I'm kind of of the same mind. And I'm like, hey, you know, what? I don't mind seeing films with different tones. I don't mind comedies. I don't mind, you know, films that are, you know, grim, dark, serious, like the Batman or whatever, you know. And I think that, you know, you know, I just want to see I just want to see the story that Snyder started, completed. And, you know, and I want to support everything else. You know, I'm very excited for Aquaman, too. I'm. I'm ecstatic for Black Adam. You know, it's like, you know, those films look like they're going to be awesome. And I yeah. agree with you. I think we just need to, we need to support, you know, support their films. And, and, you know, also as a, as a line here, I think I can say to people like, you know, you don't have to support a film if you don't like that film. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, you know what? The Suicide Squad wasn't for me. I don't like hard R gore films or whatever. That's fine. You know, you don't have to watch it, you know, but, uh, but it's silly to kind of say, oh, this film looks good, but I'm not going to see it just because of this reason. Like, that's that's just silly, you know, and it doesn't help. You know, like you said, it doesn't help restoring the Snyderverse at all. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's OK if you don't want to go out to the theater and see it, you know, um, you know, if it's if it's on the streaming service, because I know there are people out there who are still apprehensive about going to the theater. Like I'm going to a drive in in, in about a couple hours to go see Shang-Chi because People in my theater, in the last two theaters I was in, because I went to go see Suicide Squad, 10 people in front of us weren't wearing masks. I went to go see WWE SummerSlam in a movie theater. Five people behind us weren't wearing masks either. It wasn't as bad because they were, they were distanced from us. But, um, you know, it just it was kind of like a catalyst. Like, I, unless there's some, some strict COVID guidelines, um, I don't really feel comfortable going back to a theater for a while. Drive-in's fine because, you know, you're in your car. You don't have to worry about you know, social distancing and, you know, they can deliver snacks to you and some of them. So, yeah, I, yeah, it's just, you know, you know, it's a bit, you know what, I, like, I, I'm not saying, you know, go to the theaters, but just, just if you can safely do it, um, you know, I would recommend it. No, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. You know, I think that we should be supporting, you know, films and supporting theaters. Like you said, if, if you feel safe enough to go and if there's protocols in mind, you know, and then go for it. You know, um, I'm I'm of the same mind as you that, you know, uh, I'm I'm likely going to be seeing, you know, uh, Song Chi and, uh, you know, uh, No Time to Die, uh, you know, in a drive in more than likely, you know, and stuff. But at the same time, you know, like I said, you know, you're still supporting the theater experience that way and you're supporting those films. And I think overall, that's that's a good thing. And I think the DCEU has a bright future ahead of it. A lot of good films, you know, coming out, a lot of great filmmakers, uh, and I can't remember his name right now, but the the head of uh, of Discovery, uh, Discovery Warner, is a guy who's known for wanting to work with creatives and wanting to support, you know, fan bases and filmmakers. And so, you know, I think he's going to bring that same energy into the new merger in wanting to rebuild and and you know accept everybody and all of the fans in to make sure that everybody gets something that they want. You know, there was a quote yeah. from from the the 
showrunner of all the Star Trek shows on Paramount Plus that he said, you know, uh, not every Star Trek show is going to be for everyone, but there is going to be something for everyone. And I think that that's just the best way that you can build a universe and a brand. Yeah, I, I I agree with that, and you know, I mean, even though with all despite all the the, the negative uh, discourse with the, the the sequel trilogy, you know, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, um, I believe Ahsoka Tano is getting her own series. Like, you know, that's that seems to be a more positive discourse going forward. And um, yeah, I'd say, you know, like David Filoni, uh, John Favreau, uh, you know, I think they have a better grasp of how to cater to fans and. Kathleen Kennedy and and you know as much as I do like the Force Awakens um, uh, and I liked moments of the Last Jedi, um, I, there clearly was not a cohesive plan for those movies. And so, but there seems to be a plan with what they're doing with Disney, the Disney Plus television shows. You know, I I agree. You know, I, I was of the same mind. I enjoyed the Force Awakens as well, and I was excited for that trilogy. And unfortunately, it just kind of seemed like it just flamed out with each successive uh, sequel. Um, but I think, you know, uh, you bring that up as a perfect example of that. You know, we had a divided fan base. You know, we had, you know, the Star Wars brand in tatters kind of after the uh, rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you see with Dave Filoni and, and Favreau, you know, with the Mandalorian and that whole universe that they're bringing everybody back and they're repairing a lot of the damage. And they're saying like, hey, you know what? Star Wars is still great. We can still tell great stories. And, you know, if you don't like those movies, you know, there's going to be something here for you, you know, with that. Yeah, because I, I have family members who don't like the prequels. I don't. I have family members who don't like the sequels. I have family members who don't like both. But mm-hmm. you know what? As somebody who like kind of takes them as a film by film basis, because uh, I don't like episode one. I think episode two is okay. Love episode three, Revenge of the Sith. I uh, liked Force Awakens. Uh, didn't really care for Last Jedi that much. Didn't really care for Rise of Skywalker. I did like Rogue One, but I didn't like Solo. Uh, you know, because I'm a little eclectic with my opinions of those movies. You know, as somebody who who's gone through an on and off relationship, you know, I am looking forward to, to seeing more of these characters and I'm looking for, you know, I can't really speak. I don't know. I'm not really, I haven't really been able to get into the world of, of uh, Star Trek. I mean, I, I like ne- next generation was Star Trek to me and I haven't really, and that's pretty much been it for me, but mm-hmm. I can understand. But yeah, I mean, I want if people love, if people can love, you know, what they're doing with, with, you know, uh, Star Trek discovery and Star Trek card and other content, you know, I, I, I hope you guys like it. And if they don't, if you don't, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say give up on Star Trek altogether, all but I, I would just say, uh, you know, if you're really into Star Trek, you know, I think I'm, uh, having inflammatory comments about it online won't really help you. I think it'd be better if you just wait until the next one, give it a chance. And then and maybe after like five or six attempts at Star Trek and you're like, just burned <laughs> out. I get it. But like, yeah, I mean, like there's some, there's people like um that gave up, uh, uh, the DCU after just two movies or just three movies. And, you know, because of that, they're, they're missing out on some, they're missing out on Wonder Woman. They're missing out on the Suicide Squad, Shazam, Aquaman, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And all, all this, all these great uh, film, uh, I mean, Bird's Prey was, was I, Wonder Woman 84, and it was man, But the rest, <laughs> but the rest, uh, you're missing out on great stuff. You know, I, I don't, I think just saying, oh, I'm done with DC after just, one movie or two movies. I, I think that's ridiculous. Cause like who, who do you know anyone who gave up after Iron Man two or Thor, the dark world? I, I don't, <laughs> or no, after it, X-Men origins, Wolverine, maybe some, but no, that it's so, it's so true. You know, I mean, you look at, you know, even back at the phase one of, of the MCU, you know, a lot of those films were rough, you know, it's like, 
you know, you had Iron Man, which is great. I really enjoyed Incredible Hulk and stuff. But then, you know, you, you know, uh, uh, Captain America First Avenger was, yeah, I mean, it, it was all right, you know, but it's like compared to some of the later movies, you know, there was definitely issues. Uh, and that's one thing I have respected about uh, Kevin Feige is that, you know, he's pushed through, you know, some of their films that were lackluster. And he said, OK, well, we're going to fix those issues and go on to the next one. It's going to be even better. And that's what I want to see with the DC Extended Universe, that I want to see them basically say, OK, we realize we've had some issues here with, you know, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 1984. But the next one, we're going to fix that, you know. And like you said, you know, uh, 1984 was very meh. You know, I was kind of like, eh, I didn't really like this movie. But you know what? That doesn't mean that I'm not excited for Wonder Woman 3, you know, because I'm hoping that they're going to fix the issues. And I love Gal in the role. And so I'm, I'm excited for it. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for having me on, Byron. Uh, this has been a great pleasure. Hope we can do this again sometime. Definitely. Thank you for uh, for joining me. I think we had a great conversation. And yeah, you're you're welcome back uh, anytime. Uh, thanks for uh, for joining under the lens.